Here, here's a tweet. Mr. Buzzkill Souchere has his gentleman briefs all in a bunch about a wide variety of, a variety of inconsequential issues, and his henpeck staff are once again taking the brunt of the abuse. You wrote that, didn't no, you? No commas, <laughs> no punctuation in there what, what whatsoever. What are you referring to? We tape at noon if rookie GL ever gets here. <laughs> you did write that. <laughs> Who wrote that for you? You'd think a guy could use a comma in there somewhere. All right, looks like we're good. <sighs> well, tell me when. <laughs> At your command, uh, Captain Joe Tiberius. Kirk. Garage Logic Podcast number 94. 100's looking. Mm, not going to happen. Feb 6, 2019. <laughs> it was 24 below on this day in 1936. <laughs> Excuse we me. might not make it to the end of 94. We, we might not make it to 95. Bong. And it was 51 degrees on this day in 1925. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Suchere. Uh Steve Bourne writes, did you eliminate the second daily podcast and just make these single hours? No. No. Last no. two have been. No, and the last, uh, the last two that we've done have been content of 57 minutes. We just didn't break it up into two. And uh, Tom Wilson, good to see him back emailing. Frequent emailer Tom Wilson said, you, are you still looking for a motto for 2019? How about this? We don't have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's in the running. That's in the top five right now. Uh, we'll get one. Uh, we'll Are get you one. sure about Johnny that? Height, we'll get one. Okay. Howard writes, I hesitate to send this for two reasons. One, you don't do Facebook and have no means of accessing Amy Klobuchar's page. By the way, I understand your reluctance. That said, Facebook is a great place to push back, and I've done my fair share of it there. Otherwise, the children make such a mess. Two, you and I know perfectly well uh, what the big announcement is. This is referring to Amy's uh, Sunday announcement in Boom Island Park. And it's not that she's competing in the Klondike Kate contest. No, she's announcing her run for president in 2020. As you've mentioned, it's too early for this. For the love of God and all that's holy, we're not even done with the last election just yet. Heels dug in and pushing back Howard Clary's. Amy will announce Sunday that she's running for president. Okay. Uh, she'll be at least the 10th or 11th uh, Democratic candidate to announce the run against Trump. Joe, there's a lady in my family, a very beloved lady in my family, who has voted conservatively 100% for her entire life. Mm -hmm. The first Democrat she ever voted for was Amy. Really? And she really believes in her. But And I discussed with her the same things that I've discussed with you. And she agrees that Amy's probably probably going to be tainted by the Democratic Party platform. Well, the Democratic Party, uh, as evidenced last night during the State of the Union speech, has painted itself into such a corner that they cannot applaud low unemployment percentage. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It's, it's, it's truly amazing. There was nothing controversial in Trump's remarks last night. 
Nothing. I watched all of it. I thought it was too long, by the way. Only Bill Clinton in 2000 went longer for a State of the Union speech. I would say it felt like the Democratic response was longer, but yes, it was a very long speech. I saw some pushback on Twitter uh, Twitter, (laughs) Twitter regarding um, there was some talk about abortion. Evidently, yeah, he's a, he's opposed to what the Democrats are up to. Uh, they're they're proposing uh, right up until uh, you know it comes but, out of the shoot there. But isn't it in the case of the mother's or the the child's life being that's, endangered? That's what the legislation would say. Sure. You Here, think they went a little deal. too far though to to turn on the uh, the ground zero uh, lights and so forth to uh, to celebrate that decision when they, the day they made that decision. At the at Ground Zero, the memorial, they had the the lights on, and they at the memorial they have a tribute on the plaques to some of the unborn children that were uh, were killed, mm-hmm. uh, where their moms were killed, and the unborn childrens were uh, were named as well. Trump had great remarks last night, but he, he he has created his own dilemma, and if anyone could get to him, and we now know uh, apparently after two years or almost two years, you can't get to him. He, it's in his genetic code that he's not going to take any advice. He's not going to listen to other people. But if he could resist the bait, if he didn't take the bait of these young progressives, for example, I, I think he would be doing himself a world of favor. Because right now he could walk on water and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar would say that's because he can't swim. He can't, he can't, he can't win. The only way he could win is if he would resist taking their bait. Because he said nothing last night that was that was controversial. And when he said this country will never have socialism, you know, you had people like Bernie Sanders. Not class. Or sitting idle. Pouting. Right. Pouting. Right. Petulant about it. We don't want to be a socialist country. That's not how we were designed. And uh, his conundrum is of his own making. He, he, he stabs himself in the back all the time. And if he could resist... The bait that's always coming his way. He plays the game. The minute he gets the bait, he goes right to the tweet. I did think it was good this morning, though. The first thing I did yeah. was check Twitter. Was there any? No tweets. Well, so that, that's, that'd be a know, miracle. That's if, a plus. Uh, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, maybe, maybe somebody pulled a Gabe McCallsky and, and hid his phone on him or <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> Congressional Democrats received uh, lots of criticism on social media for their refusal to stand or applaud during various parts of President Trump's State of the Union address throughout the night. Much attention was drawn to Democrats who now have control of the House and how they would respond to Trump's speech. However, it was their lack of response uh, to things many perceived to be bipartisan that turned some heads. Early on in the address, many pointed out how Democrats withheld any celebration when President Trump touted record unemployment for blacks and Hispanics. Well, this has got to be terrifying to their platform because they're running a plantation and they need these people they need these people to be subservient to them, right? Which is why I've always said, "What? What have they done for you? What have they done for you? You've been voting Democrat all your life, black families in America. Uh, tell me how it's uh, helped you." They can. Uh, uh, Democrats took heat for uh, not joining Republicans in applauding the president's call to take care of U.S. veterans. How do you not applaud that? Uh, many on Twitter posted out how elected Democrats refused to support Trump's crackdown on human traffickers and drug cartels who come in from the southern border. Democratic women in particular did not respond warmly when President Trump called on Congress to pass legislation that would ban late-term abortion. Uh, this is what the parties become. 
This is not a Democratic Party any rational, reasonable person can recognize. Yeah, now they might say the same thing about the Republican Party, and they probably wouldn't be far off the mark. Right. We have seen these parties become not what we were accustomed to growing up in America. So, right, the, the, the center has become evil to both sides. The center has not held. Right. Round and round the winding gyre. The falcon cannot hear the falconer. So, charging towards Bethlehem. Very good, yeah, Joe. Yeah. Very good. So well, it's done it about 800 times. <laughs> right. But you have no radio at this, or a hand crank radio <laughs> right. at this tumble down farm you live on, and you don't know how to tune in anything. Robert Frost, he is not wow. at two roads that diverged. Mm-hmm. Huh? Uh, Some have singled out Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who sat for a vast majority of the address. Others were inspired to share memes. Uh, I don't mention her because I don't. She fits the template of the news gathering institutions, so they are always going to give her attention. She's one of 435. They are going to turn her into a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I'm not mentioning her on this show because she's not worth the mention. We do have to follow Ilhan Omar because she's ours. But is the new protocol for the Democrats, if you disagree with something, you really need to um, uh, shout it and get in people's face. But if, if something is brought up that it would be good for both sides, you just simply have to ignore it and be vanilla. You can't applaud that. That goes against the uh, what they're taught in well, This is why I worry about Amy, who I think is a decent human being, mm-hmm. Amy Klobuchar. I mean, she's a tried and true native Minnesotan. Right. Fellow Iron Range in her, you know. She, she gets us. She, she gets she, both she, sides. She gets it. Yeah. But what I fear, and I, I think Amy uh, probably has a, uh, I don't know what you guys feel, I think she probably has a pretty good chance to become the first female president of the United States. I my would fear, say more so than others, yeah. My fear is how much of that Democratic platform is she going to adhere to? Because she's smarter than that. I think in order to get the nomination and then the presidency, she's going to have to adhere to it. I'm. Do you think she'll step back from it if she does get the presidency? The part that, that terrifies me most is she'll adhere to the green nonsense, which is merely a new way of expanding the government. It's a merely a new way to have the government control more and more of American life and bring about the mystery, although I don't want to accuse Amy Klobuchar of attempting to bring about the mystery. I think Amy Klobuchar likes the United States. I I, yes. I think she likes America. I agree. Do you predict? If I it, think Ilhan Omar does not like America. I would agree. I think Cortez does not like America. Bernie Sanders does not like America. But will Amy Klobuchar, Senator Klobuchar, have the ear of Bernie Sanders and uh, uh, Cortez and, and the likes? Do, I mean, just to kind of to no, grab no, that. You, you mean will they have her ear? Will Bernie have... Yes, I'm sorry. Will they have her ear? I said that backwards. Well, uh, diplomatically, they will. Mike, what I've been trying to tell you is how much of their BS is she going to buy? Yeah. Given that she, I think, loves America or has no reason not to, how much of this young Cortez nonsense is she going to buy? Right. And then finally say, uh, we can't do that. This is not... This is America. We're not socialists here. And socialism doesn't work. 76% of viewers approved of that speech last night. I wonder what the 20... That's a CBS and CNN. That must have pained them to have to reveal this. What did the 24% not like? Uh, What was not to like? Right. It was pretty... uh, It was boilerplate stuff, by the way. It was anything any president of either party would have said. The State of the Union is their opportunity to come out and uh, boast and be boastful and be hopeful and... 
and and he did, and there was not one controversial word in it, not one. And as I said, if he can resist the tweeting, because they're all firing back at him now. They're all taking shots at him. They're all snipping at him. Uh, If he can resist playing that game and let the message of last night be his message, boy, he would be served well, I would think. Because it was really a pro-American message. There was nothing. There was nothing in it that you would would, would have alarmed anybody, except the likes of these Marxist, communist, socialists that we elected. Mm-hmm. Of that, what did you say? Seventy-four percent. Seventy-six. Seventy-six percent. I'd like to see the political breakdown of that. CBS News and CNN released instant polls taken immediately after Trump's State of the Union address, with both polls finding seventy-six percent of those who watched approved of the speech. The CBS poll: seventy-two percent approved of Trump's immigration proposals, while the CNN poll showed 76% approval with 59% very positive. Uh, CBS Evening News anchor Jeff Glor reported on the poll results. Uh, I don't know who he is. Uh, He's the guy that does their 530 news. I never watch CBS. I don't know. They're all the same. I don't know why I don't. I'm loyal to the Hubbard International. I got you, David Muir. Yeah. Uh, which he all, does walk on water. I'm sorry. He does walk on water. Yeah, I have made money at the dinner table <laughs> betting what Muir's lead story will be. Yes, of and invariably, I win money by saying it'll be some aspect of the weather. Right. There's a thunderstorm in Kansas. They're leading with that. They do like weather. Because that needs to be offered in the template as an example of man has ruined the earth with the evil use of uh, fossil fuels. So they're going to give you a thunderstorm in, in Kansas. Yeah, why don't you take a break, Rook, and I'll come back with more of this poll. The Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show is back February 8th through the 10th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. The latest and greatest gear, apparel, and destination golf resort vacations. Try your luck on the green with a $100,000 pontoon putt presented by Nelson Marine. Two cool offers. With every advanced online ticket, you'll receive 17 free green fee passes and a golf shirt. Or your Up North VIP ticket comes with two vouchers for the $100,000 pontoon putt, a Nike pullover, and 18 holes at the Wilderness at Fortune Bay. The Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Tickets at MinnesotaGolfShow.com. You cannot stop him. You just make a move. Joe so it. We really need to make a move here in the metropolitan area of Minnesota where uh, more snow is expected tonight and into tomorrow where the winds will howl and uh, space management has becoming increasingly difficult. We're taping it. It's a quarter after 12 now, and we're taping. We still have two, four, six, seven crashes on the system. Really? Wow. And what did you see on your drive-in? I, uh, my drive-in was uh, was fine. There was, there was no problem. No problem <laughs> at all. Anybody see Gladys Knight sing uh, at the Super I, Bowl? I, I, I did. I did, and it made me uncomfortable. Why? Range, maybe? Oh no! I thought was what you thought was yeah. I thought was spectacular. Okay, that was classy. Oh, I, I'm not gonna rip her. It just and she was respectful. And she was. Her, and her uh, prior to the Super Bowl, she had that very noted press conference yep. where she was being hectored by the mob. Oh, I didn't hear that about said, this. Said, well, how could you be doing this?" And she said, "This is an honor. I respect this song. I respect this country." Um, with a great tip of a hat to her. Right now, she's the classiest woman in America. Yes. I can't imagine ripping Gladys Knight. Listen to this. Legendary soul singer Gladys Knight is not worried that her decision to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl will negatively impact her career. 
For me, it's just about respect, Knight said during an interview with CNN with Don Lemon. I'm just hoping it will be about the country and how we treat each other and being the great country that we are. Knight's remarks came in response to Mark Garagos, the attorney for former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who accused performers of crossing an intellectual picket line oh. to perform in Sunday's game and oh. caring more about career oh. than about doing the right thing. So because she's black, she was being ripped for singing this? She, oh. No, she was being ripped for just showing up in oh. addition to being black. Agreeing to do it. What have we become? Oh, my word. Uh, some music artists like Cardi B turned down offers to perform the halftime show in support of Kaepernick, who ignited a firestorm several We know all about that. Other artists, such as Pink and Rihanna, also refused to take the stage. Knight, Gladys Knight, said African Americans have fought hard for civil rights and acknowledged her history of peaceful protest. You do have to stand up for what's right and what is right for others, Knight said. I just want them to know that we have a country that's worth standing up for. Nothing good comes easy, and I would hope that they will understand, as I do, that we have a better way to do this than to be angry. Amen. Uh, she is the classiest woman in America. Right Absolutely. Here, here. And to think this is where America has gotten. Gladys, you have... You're not buying into the program. You have demonstrated complete composure. You are being entirely respectful. You say that you love this country. You say that it's an honor to have been asked to sing the anthem. You think it will ruin your career? This is where we are now? You think it will ruin your career? She's glad as bleeping night. She's... Oh if you sing the national anthem at oh. any any venue that is a, a championship series or final or game, you've already your career is already successful. You can That's link, why you're there. You, you can link this to Trump to some extent, although Trump is not nearly as classy <clears throat> and as respectful as Gladys Knight. Agreed. He has never been, nor is he, does he seem capable of ever being. She uh, demonstrated the absolute charm of dignity. Prior to the Super Bowl, during the song, and after it. She has been mm -hmm. the charm of dignity. Mm -hmm. I can't take my hat off enough to her. No, not that I have a hat on because I don't wear a hat <laughs> inside. Right. I feel bad about uh, you know bringing up the fact that her range isn't yeah, right. used I'd to I'd take that back if I were you. Well, I do take it back. Okay. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm ashamed I even compared to what she's been going through. I had no idea she was dealing with this. And to think, she's asked... Do you think this will hurt your career? Now, let's link this to Trump. Again, not as classy. And remember, it's coming from Don Lemon. No, it was uh, Colin Kaepernick's oh, attorney, okay. apparently. Oh, okay. He just Mark, happened to be Mark a Caragos. Okay. Oh, yeah. Caragos. Don Lemon did ask her if she was worried about her career after the Super Bowl performance. This is the depth of this guy? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Okay, but here's the same problem with Trump. Let's just stick to last night, because okay. I can't account for his tweet world. Okay. Last night, all he did was demonstrate a respect for the country. Uh, a a love of the country, right? A rejection of socialism, uh, the wish to retain America as a sovereign entity in the world, right? On and on and on and on. He's ripped for that. I don't know. The, the, the opposition party has, has painted themselves into the corner where they could not applaud low unemployment figures, particularly low unemployment figures for blacks and Hispanics. Mm -hmm. That would be celebrated with any other president. That, yeah. Like you said, it, it sounds like it was a boilerplate speech, and he 
which means it was terribly non-controversial. And he just trotted out, which basically you could call the United States of America's mission statement. Right, right. That's hanging on a poster in our front uh, foyer. But it isn't America's mission statement with the new wave of progressives who keep getting elected. The people in the salon do not like this country. So they want to live miserably? Yeah. I don't understand well, their motive. Because they think, they think they won't. They'll have the power. You'll be living miserably. They won't be. Because At that I 70% have, tax rate. Because I won't have my truck or I'll pay an obnoxious tax that I drive a tr- mm-hmm. truck or something like that. That's Is if that you have any saying? income left. But the same question uh, asked of Gladys Knight. Do you, do you think... Do, 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 in other words, do you think your splendid, adult, mature behavior will threaten your career? Well, who is Lemon appealing to? Wait, what a question. Well, it's the same thing you could say to Trump. Uh, Trump, last night you spoke uh, glowingly of the country. You, you did not allow yourself to get off the rails. Uh, so far, you haven't tweeted. Do you do you think that will hurt your uh, career? Do you think that will hurt your career, your political career that you so uh, that you so uh, offer uh, uh, your uh, your uh, love of the United States? It's the same damn question. <laughs> it shouldn't, but if you think it does, then something's really messed up. Should be the response. <laughs> it's it's mind-boggling to me that this this mature adult woman this beautiful respectful woman is confronted with the idea that your beauty your respect your adulthood and your maturity do you think that's going to hurt your career? She yeah, what, what, are you to, kidding me? You should have turned to him and said, listen, little man. Right. I'm Gladys Knight. Yeah. Get away from me. <laughs> right. I'm, I used to have the pips, Lemon. All right? <laughs> you still got the pips, John? The, yeah, Gladys Knight and the pips. The other thing that, that bugged me about this whole conversation was she came up in an era when there was serious. You're back serious. in the box. Back yeah, in the yeah. box. Look at her. Well, she, even she, the, she addresses that. Yeah, well, even as a performer in those days, you couldn't go to a white hotel. You couldn't, you know, walk into a store with white people. Hey, and she, you know. Nothing nothing good comes easy. And I would hope that everyone will understand, as I do, that there is a better way to do this than to be angry. Mm-hmm. Think of the hurdles this woman has overcome. Yep. The indignity she suffered. Yep. The preposterous indignity indignity that she suffered. And somebody 30 years her junior. And here's this smart-ass Kaepernick who's turning this into a paycheck for himself. And she's essentially being grilled detrimentally. Yeah. Because she's not Mm -hmm. bowing to Kaepernick. And it's what power did it take for her to say, like you said, Kenny, listen, Lemon. (laughs) <laughs> little guy. Listen, little man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not only Gladys Knight. I've been through stuff, Lemon and Kaepernick, you can't even dream of. Yeah. You can't yeah. even dream of. But I'm here now as an adult. I'm here mm-hmm. as a mature woman. Yeah, Kaepernick was making serious coin yeah. when all of this started. Kaepernick she probably made forever. more for one Nike ad than Gladys Knight yeah. has made in 30 years, 40 years. <laughs> what right? was, was her breakout, John? Was it uh, Midnight Train Midnight to George? Train, yeah, but she had hits with Motown before that. But Did she have heat? Who am I hits. thinking? Was she Heatway? Uh, no, that's Martha. That's Martha. Martha, Martha and Vandell. Martha Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. She had hits for Motown that were R&B hits they, and soul hits never made it to the pop charts before Midnight Train to Georgia and all those. Huh. Well, name me another Gladys Knight in the Pips. Um... Midnight Train to Georgia. Um, 
Oh, God damn it. I'm on and on. I'm on and on. Dun, 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 on and on. Well, God bless you. Uh, God bless you, uh, Gladys. Uh, thank you. And thank you, Gladys Knight, for your uh, standing out as the only adult in the room. Neither, the irony, neither one of us. In the, uh, in the oppression department mm-hmm. for, uh, for Nike and Kaepernick mm-hmm. is uh, Nike's been in trouble for how long making shoes and things overseas where they make their the women work, you know, 18-hour days or 20-hour days and don't pay them <laughs> anything. paid six cents a shoe. Right, right. Now, what no. the hell? <laughs> now, up here on the big screen, have yes. you ever heard the Ella Fitzgerald Marilyn Monroe story? I have not. Ella Fitzgerald, was, she was not allowed to play. Uh, okay, during the 50s, one of the most popular... I'll read it because I can see it. Okay. During the 1950s, while you're looking at it, yeah, yeah, it's fair. During the 50s, one of the most popular venues was Mocambo in Hollywood. Frank Sinatra made his Los Angeles debut at Mocambo in 1943, and it was frequented by the likes of Clark Gable, Charlie Chaplin, Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall, and Lana Turner. Fitzgerald was not allowed to play at Macombo because of her race. Then one of her biggest fans made a telephone call that quite possibly changed the path of her career for good. Here she tells the story of how Marilyn Monroe changed her life. I owe Marilyn Monroe a real debt. She personally called the owner of the Macombo and told him she wanted me booked immediately, and if he would do it, she would take a front table every night. She told him, and it was true, due to Marilyn's superstar status, that the press would go wild. The owner said yes, and Marilyn was there front table every night. The press went overboard. After that, I never had to play a small jazz club again. She was an unusual woman, a little ahead of her time, and she didn't know it. I bring that up just because Gladys Knight probably had to go through the same type of things. You're black. You can't play these big Matthew, clubs. All black performers did. There were instances where the entire band was, was white and the leader was black. And the white members could stay in the hotel. The black guy had to sleep in the car. Yeah. I mean, not not to veer wildly off topic, but it isn't really that off topic. There's really some strong uh, stories and evidence developing that James Brown was murdered. You been following that? I, I read a little bit of that this morning. I didn't get in depth. To and that his know. wife was murdered. I, yeah, I didn't get in depth. Really? I didn't it's, bring it up because I don't right. have any means to go into it. I, I, I'm not a James Brown. How uh, did he die if, uh, right now? What is the thought? Uh, uh, just natural, natural causes. causes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Say, uh, speaking of natural causes, it's only natural to have the best insurance company at your uh, at your disposal, and that would be Federated Insurance because they know one size does not fit all. That's why they custom your coverage to suit your business or industry. They offer property, casualty, life, disability, income insurance to businesses in select industries, and their marketing representatives are the best because they get to know you and your business. There comes the customization. Is driving a significant part of your operation? They'll talk to you about auto liability. Worried about a cyber attack? Read today's headlines. You you might want to consider data compromise coverage. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Get in touch with a Federated Insurance Marketing Representative to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive. Federated Insurance right here in Owatonna, Minnesota. It's their business to protect yours. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, it, not a nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, before I get to the news and uh, sports notes I have here, I want Kenny to know I do not ignore him. He asked about that poll. 
about uh, 76% approving of President Trump's speech last night. It breaks down like this. 43% of those who were polled said they were Republicans. Mm-hmm. 24 said they were Democrats, 24%, and 30% independents. Mm-hmm. So, uh, huh. so 96% of Republicans approved the speech. Mm-hmm. 43% of Democrats. Huh. What was not to approve? I realize yeah. he's not your guy, but what was not to approve? Yeah. <laughs> well, even for a lot of Republicans, he's not right. their guy. Right. <laughs> Good point. Uh, <laughs> sport note, uh, Minnesota Lynx superstar Maya Moore plans to sit out the 2019 WNBA season. Five-time All-Star revealed her plans in an article written for the Players' Tribune and posted Tuesday. She said, my focus in 2019 will not be on professional basketball, but will instead be on the people in my family as well as on investing my time and some ministry dreams that have been stirring in my heart for many years. Uh, she added, I will miss the day-to-day relationships with my teammates and basketball family this season, but uh, for the nineteen or for the 2019 pro season, allow me to say yes to my family and faith family like I never have. Is there something before. something bad happening with her family? I don't think so. From what uh, the reason this is a mistake, that. she'll never come back. Yeah. I have a well, sports question. Talented. I have a sports question. Yeah. As long as you're bringing up sports, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn, uh, yeah. uh, with some uh, obvious justification, says, "I'm done. My body can't take this anymore. I'm just too banged up. I've broken too many bones." Joe, she should have said that five years ago. Yeah. Oddly enough, that's the thing she said to Tiger when they broke up. Hey, hey, I'm trying to finish my oh, story, okay, yeah. and I got rudely interrupted once and then yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah and I'm going to keep interrupting right. you because she really makes me mad. So she's oh. at uh, she's at the downhill. Uh, uh, what what's it called? Is it downhill? The championship. The downhill in, dumbass. They're in Sweden, <laughs> and she goes down. And she uh, already announces the retirement. She said after this event. Yeah. Yeah. She crashed last night. Yeah. I watched it. She yeah. crashed. And it was fortunately huge. didn't kill herself. Right. And then and then skied down the hill right. to the adoring fans. Crying okay. the whole way. Down. And she's right. going to do one more. She's going to no. do one yes. yes. No. This Saturday, no. This Saturday yes. she's going to do yes. one oh more. Oh, my goodness. God. I, I, I would love to have a sit down with and her. And I'm saying, you lady, mean. you've already told me your body's broken. I believe you. I'm watching you put on your braces so to go she, down the hill. Why are you doing this event? She shouldn't have been in the last Olympics. Oh, my she's God. She's beat up. Yeah. She's never going to walk right again. And now she's realizing, Ever. now she's realizing, it was in today's sports pages, she realizes she will be in constant pain the rest of her the life. The rest of her life. Why exacerbate it by one more event? Uh, she should have done this years ago. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, it makes me so angry. You know, she's a close personal friend of the show. We've had her I on. know. Yeah. I was there when she was on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this is a phenomenon with athletes. Where they don't know when it's time to Brady's quit. Brady's going to go too far. And people keep throwing money at him. Gronkowski's going to go too far. I don't understand it. Why are you ruining the rest of your life for one more game or one more play or one more contest? It was the Super G event at the World Championship. They're in Sweden. Yes. And there, there's one more event that she's going to participate in this weekend. Well, oh, today or tomorrow. We're not so dumb. Slalom, downhill, whatever. What, does she think we won't respect her if she doesn't do this? Uh, I, I would have Why respected is she her doing she quit this? two years ago. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. Hi, John. Hi. One other sports thing. Uh, the Wild announced that they will honor Joe Maurer on February 12th. How? Wild players will wear custom Joe Maurer number 7 jerseys during warm-ups. 
That uh, means he'll make very short passes. The jerseys will then be on. There's a line there somewhere. That was not a bad one for off the top of my head. John, did he? Uh, should he have retired two years ago? Uh, maybe. Although he was still a pretty well, I don't man. think he should have retired when o- he did. Offensively. I, last year, I would have yeah. encouraged him to play another year. I, last year, offensively, he was good as they had. So. He's still one of the best players on the team, as Patrick pointed out, yep. when he retired. Right. Jerseys will be autographed by the respective Wild player and Bauer and then auctioned to benefit Crescent Cove and the Minnesota Wild Foundation. If the season ended today, the Wild would be in the playoffs, which is hard to believe considering their their uh, inconsistency. Good time to get hot. Mm-hmm. News headlines. Uh, you talked about this earlier in the podcast, Joe. A U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar scheduled to make a major announcement on Sunday at Boom Island Park in Minneapolis. Pretty likely, obviously, Minnesota's senior senator will announce she's running for the presidency in 2020. In an interview with Rachel Maddow on MSNBC following President Trump's State of the Union address, Klobuchar invited supporters to Minneapolis to hear her decision. She said, Sunday, come to Boom Island in Minneapolis. It's going to be a little cold, 20 degrees. Wear warm clothes, then you'll find out my decision. And she also said, and bring a little something. And I thought she was going to say a flask. Ah, yeah, but she said hand yeah. warmers. I thought maybe oh. a little flask. Uh, Klobuchar was first elected to the U.S. Senate in 2006, becoming Minnesota's first female U.S. Senator, easily winning re-election in 2012 and 2018. She championed a variety of issues during her time in office, including working to lower prescription drugs, strengthening online privacy laws, advocating for adoptive families, increasing educational and job opportunities, and improving election security. This event will be open to the public, 1 o'clock. Program scheduled to start at 1.35 p.m., hot cocoa, cookies, Warming houses and live entertainment will all be part. George Will says she's the son of a newspaper columnist and that she somehow survived that. (laughs) Which leads me to believe that uh, they must have some sort of history, right? Will and Klobuchar. I think think Will is so uh, uh, enthusiastically a never-Trumper that he'll uh, he'll even, given his Republican credentials, he'll he'll even promote... uh, uh, the likes of Amy. I saw somebody uh, trot out the idea of Amy as a VP candidate. What do you think about that? I think that Amy can win if she makes me her VP can uh, her vice president running mate. <laughs> okay, well you'd be an awful choice, but I see what your point is there. Maybe somebody more conservative. Um, but I think Amy as a VP would be awful because now we lost one of our strongest, the, one of the strongest voices we've ever had in this. Hey, family. who's fourth in line for the presidency? Hello, hello. Not listening to you. President, it vice goes, president, goes president, vice president, speaker, speaker of the house. house. Who's fourth in line? Secretary of State, maybe. Because that's uh, the person sure. that could not attend last day. No, right? Don't no, they have to squirrel they, somebody away? They did. They pick a member of the cabinet, a different one oh, every time. Oh. Last night it was Perry. Perry. Yeah. So he had to go sit in the bunker. He had somewhere. to go sit. He in the was bunker. the um, Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, yeah. the survivor. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Huh? Jo- ref- reference wasted on Joe, I think. Yeah. And me, I have no idea. Uh, he's the TV show. He became uh, what it actually when, happened. But I have a million actually. dollar idea for that Sunday event. It can't be done already. But uh, Amy's Sunday yes. event. Flask choppers. You have the oversized choppers. You <laughs> unscrew the thumb and you just give it the all. How are you doing? Well, you have to distinguish. You have to separate that, though, from Amy's concern about the use of alcohol because she's very sensitive to her father. That's true, but I'm just saying, if you know, I, I, I did not, not necessarily at that event. Just let anywhere. Ask, let me ask you something. Yeah, well, way to backtrack there. You emailed her. Yes. You and you can't come through. She's out with Dave Lee every day. You can't get her. I don't have a connection she, with her. I'll try it again. He keeps trying to call, but. 
We right. She said, I've called for four days, Rook. What's up? Where we don't have a phone. You think I'll, make sure, I'll make sure, sure we make sure get she on. has your cell number. I'll make sure. Or, you know, people. give her mine. You don't answer your phone. Yeah, I do. I have a question. If, you. you'll, if you'll listen to me. I yes, will. Kenny. Do you think we uh, took the wrong approach calling her out on Twitter, asking her to be on? Because that, that tweet got a lot of uh, action. No, no. I think if somebody gets her the word, she will come on. She's not afraid of us. So me. get her. I'm going to get her. I'm sure you When do we get a phone? Soon no, have her in the studio. When is she coming in? Chuck at Widmer's. <laughs> There's brisket and Chuck. And yeah, he pointed that out on Facebook. Short rib. Ground Chuck. Anyway. The 78-year-old driver of a school bus. Did you win, by the way, Rook? Did second you, place. You took second place. We went yeah. through this, yeah. I don't want to oh, go through it Oh, you missed it. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. That's right. I haven't been here for I want to hear the story because I drove right by this yesterday. 78-year-old driver of a school bus with one student aboard shot while behind the wheel in an apparent road rage incident Tuesday south of downtown Minneapolis. The suspect, suspected gunman quickly arrested. The victim was shot shortly after 2 p.m. while in a small bus on Interstate 35W near Chicago Avenue. Person alert and conscious will be taken by emergency medical personnel from the scene ahead of surgery at HCMC for non-critical injuries, according to police spokesman John Elder. Elder called the incident mind-numbing and said it raises immense concern on so many levels. The bus was towed amid traffic already slowed by the There was a kid in the bus. There was. Elder said the incident unfolded when several 911 callers reported a person outside of a vehicle pointing a gun at the school bus and that shots were being fired. Wow. Elder said preliminary investigation is that there was a motor vehicle crash that occurred and an altercation or dispute of some sort happened resulting in the gunfire. Elder said state patrol officers arrived within a minute, arrested the suspected shooter. A gun believed to be a semi-automatic weapon was taken from the man. Authorities have now identified him as 31-year-old Kenneth W. Lilly. Lilly booked at Hennepin County Jail Tuesday night. He's awaiting formal charges of second-degree assault. Lilly's from Minneapolis does not appear to have a criminal record in Minnesota beyond minor traffic violations. Uh, Lilly's mother said he works as a security guard. Uh Uh-huh. Minneapolis School District student on the bus was unharmed, according to District Spokesman Dirk Tedman. We were on 94, and traffic on both 94 and 35W was about three miles per hour. And we went by the bus evidently after the shots were fired, and by the time we got over to Hiawatha, all of uh, Minneapolis police uh, was responding. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was weird. Uh, speaking of snow, but how do you get how do you get in a rage, Joe, when virtually everybody... Is doing five yeah. miles per hour. Everybody, I, I there's no, there's you, no fast lane. I don't know why you ask me that. I, I don't know. He's a bad waiter. He I, doesn't like to wait. No, I, I, you know, the worse it is, the calmer I get. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it should be. The we're worse all, it is, the calmer I get. We're all doing yeah. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no reason for rage. Ever. If everyone's going seventy. Yeah. And I'm stuck behind somebody doing five. Drives you crazy. I'd be angry. Even if you're not driving and somebody that's driving you, you'll instruct right. to get in that left lane so you can go faster. What if everybody's doing five, but you really have to poop? <laughs> then what? I, it's never come up. I'd, I'd be okay with that. I, I don't know what I would do, Kenny. Because he's a good planner. Yeah, I love, take how, care he, of everything I love how he tries to answer the question seriously. I did. I tried to answer it seriously. <laughs> seriously. Well, let me see. I figure out where the next exit is. The right. The red light. I put on my emergency flash. What else you got, John? <laughs> Make sure I got a thousand bucks that I can give to somebody just in case. <laughs> do you carry a roll of toilet paper in the truck no, like, I like I do? No, I've no. got Mr. Chair and a fresh one. I don't have Mr. Mr. Chair. chair. I can, anywhere the world is my toilet, Joe. You get out Mr. <laughs> chair on 94. 
four. <laughs> you're in a traffic. I'll, I'll give you five hundred. <laughs> you make it five thousand, and I definitely will. I absolutely will. I'm not going to go five thousand because I believe you would do I'm it. Put my 5, GL hat on yeah. too and hunker down. <laughs> Start pushing. Get the newspaper out. Just <laughs> <laughs> read the paper. Right. Yeah, for five grand you'd have to read the paper. <laughs> I wouldn't do uh, it. That would be and so it, fun. It would have to be the Pioneer Press. It had to be too, the Pioneer obviously. Press. <laughs> uh, speaking of traffic and uh, snow, Wednesday night into Thursday expected to bring yet another four to six inches of snow to the Twin Cities. When's this start, John? I'm sorry. Uh, it starts around five or six tonight. Today, all right. Yeah. Uh, driving been a bit iffy lately, obviously, and I didn't know about this, Kenny. I'm sure you do. Uh, the Minnesota Department of Transportation in the past few years has added anti-icing systems to bridges. Yeah. Ten bridges currently in the system. The most recent was added last month in Bloomington. It's built into the bridge's roadway. I saw some video. It's pretty cool. Small discs pop up out of the road right. and spray a solution of potassium acetate. A slurry. That helps keep the ice from forming in the first place on the bridge. The system has sensors on the bridge and in the air, letting it know when to spray. Mm-hmm. MnDOT's Michael Kowski said the chemical's expensive, about five bucks a gallon. So he says they're very judicious about how much they use. MnDOT says you probably wouldn't see them working because they pop up and spray very quickly. But uh, they do. Uh, he does say the system is effective in keeping bridges much the, uh, safer. The new 35W bridge is one of the first that. You know how I once poured gasoline on the hump in yeah. hopes that that would dissolve it. Do you think it would work on that on that coating of ice on the driveway? If I uh, yes, on unless it is 25 below or colder, I don't think that coating would work. Yeah. But you'd blacken the driveway though, wouldn't it? Uh, it would discolor it yeah, for a, a small yeah. time. I mean, maybe till the next rain or snowfall. I guess I'll put up with it. couple more concerts. Sushi Boy, the guy with the blue driveway. <laughs> One of you guys, before we started taping, was talking about some neighborhood group that's all upset because of the hump. What, what was that? Was that, that you, Matthew? I believe that was in a South St. Paul um, Facebook post that my wife saw. Someone was upset that the South St. Paul, which is very efficient with their plowing, was plowing them in after they've already shoveled out their driveway <laughs> and their sidewalk. That's the way it works. And they wanted to know how, how can what can they do? Nothing. That's, that's, that's the way it is. is. How could they not have known? Are they new residents of the area, I wonder? Or to Earth? I don't know. from uh, Peru? There, there is a new, uh, have you guys seen this? I know this only because uh, they have this in my old hometown of Bismarck. Uh, when the plow goes through, there's a lever or something the the plow driver can hit, and it'll stop everything. He just keeps going. He drops it again so that he doesn't cover driveway. Oh, he lifts the wing blade. It, it, well, it's, yeah, but it's a weird, it still clears. Who the hell's got time for that? Just well, do how, it. Uh, how nice of them. Yes, and, and they won't uh, block some Such on my on my uh, block in the alley, the hump separates the adults from the children. That's right. Because oh. we all do our driveway, then the plow comes through, creates the hump, and then the adults go out and remove the hump. That's right. The yep. children just leave it there, yeah. and you've right. got this big jump at the end of your well, driveway. What are the guys that just never shovel at all in the driveway? Oh, they drive me crazy. <laughs> me too. Couple well, more. That threatens to be me. This time around, yeah. Because it's too dangerous. dangerous. Too slippery. You need a guy. I, uh, I, no, d- I, I hate to admit this, but I fell again yesterday while I was shoveling, yeah. which is, you know, common for me, apparently, in my driveway. But you weren't attacked by the trash. I wasn't, No. Uh, Joe's trash is very kind and and aids him in getting down the driveway. Down the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. 
couple more concerts announced for the State Fair, which is coming up how many months? I don't know. Uh, six months, seven. We really don't need to concern ourselves. Lionel Richie, whose hits in the 80s included All Night Long and Dancing on the Ceiling, will perform at the Grandstand Friday, August 30th. Richie, of course, also the frontman and singer for the Commodores before that, singing most of their big hits, including Easy and Brickhouse. Meanwhile, singer-songwriter Brandy Carlisle, who's nominated for Album, Record, and Song of the Year at this coming Sunday's Grammy Awards, will perform as part of the Currents Music on a Stick concert Saturday, August 31st. Isn't she a little too big to be playing the fair? Uh, I, I would have thought so, yes. Yeah, but, she's uh, pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm, I agree. Uh, they joined previously announced shows by... I guess that sounds like I'm suggesting the fair only has BX. Well, Should we book her for the podcast? Do you want to book her up for as a guest uh, during the fair when we're out there? Only if she can't call. Well, we don't have a phone. I couldn't name you one song of hers. I don't even know what she looks like. She's, she's not unattractive. No, she's not. And she's she's pretty good. They play her a lot on uh, Outlaw Country on Series mm-hmm. XM. What's her name? Brandy, Brandy Carlisle. Carlisle. Is oh, she yeah. one of my gals? You know what I mean. I don't think so. Forest Lake. Big, yeah. No. no one of my uh, lovelies. No. Tickets for the newly announced shows go on sale Friday. Uh, meanwhile, an original member of the time will join Prince's backing band, The Revolution and the Funk Soldiers, a 15-piece supergroup of New Power Generation and Paisley Park musical alumni as performers at Celebration 2019, Paisley Park's now annual celebration of Prince's life and music. Uh, that member would be Jesse Johnson. Original oh. guitarist for the time. Very good guitar player, actually. Uh, he will perform uh, So Again Will the Revolution, who backed Prince for a number of years, including during a series of albums in the 1980s. The uh, bloody, did you guys see this? Maybe you talked about this yesterday. Let me know if you did. The Colorado Trail Runner. It became quite a oh, topic yesterday. This it is, did. This okay. is great. What a great story. Yeah. We Pete. really broke it all the way down. Really? Yeah. I should listen once. You should. He fought off. I didn't have time. Sorry. He fought off a rare mountain lion attack. He pummeled the young cat apparently with a I rock. Guess, I guess when I told you this was a major part of yesterday's show, no. that didn't have any impact with you. Well, I, I was just gonna, no. New, I want to hear it. Did you have the rock care. and all that stuff? No, no all the I, rock. The rock might be new news. All I heard is he choked, choked it. Did you guys have that? We had that he choked it or suffocated it to death. Well, he pummeled it first with a rock. We didn't get that yesterday. Wrestled it to the ground. Yep. And then choked the animal to death with his. Hands, arms, and feet. Right. Here's why it came up yesterday, Jim. Uh-huh. We went through the initial story, which I just peeled off a of Fox uh, news site. Okay. Yep. And Rook and I broke broke it down. And to, to prove that reporting isn't what it used to be, we came up with 12 pretty basic questions that weren't answered. Okay. Then I went to the Denver Post, and it was a bit more of a thorough story. And we got three of the 12 questions answered. Okay. Most crucially, there is a question that is yet to be answered unless you have it. Okay. We don't that? know the guy's age, height, or weight. The man is in his 30s. Okay. Uh, no height or weight, and uh, he has not yet been publicly identified, according to this story, which I believe was printed around 6 this morning. Well, and the age, height, and weight are important because that puts it in context of his ability to take on a juvenile cat. In did, other words, did, how big do those cats get? Look it up, Rook. How big did, do those cats get? Did oh, you have the information that he had studied more. basically how to do this? No. Well, good the, for him. According uh, to the sheriff there, uh, the man previously had researched how to respond to a mountain lion attack and did everything right. The reason for that, because he, he's a runner and he always runs in that area. Right. Uh, the sheriff said not, not only is he brave, but he's very conscientious. He was also as prepared as you can but be. what I need to know is, would he have lost had that been an adult cat? 
Uh, Mass, uh, okay, males, uh, 120 to 220 pounds okay. as an adult. He's not going to beat a 220-pound cat. Yeah, females, 64 to 140. Yeah, I would well, carry a bonker. You guys know what a bonker is? No. It's a section of pipe, about a half-inch pipe, about three feet long. All you have to do is bonk them. Is you not, you stun them? You hit them right on the uh, right on the top of the head between the ears. That will knock them out for thirty seconds or so. In that thirty seconds, you spin them over on their on their back and you stand on their chest. Oh boy, you got her down there. Yeah, huh? That or a gun would work. You're prepared yeah. too. Uh, it would be easier to carry a firearm. Yeah. <laughs> a potentially a deadly illness found in the soil and dusty winds of California's Central Valley is on the rise, according to state health officials there. Documented cases of valley fever rose 11% in 2018, preliminary total of 7,886 cases compared to 7,090 cases for the same period in 2017. Valley fever, known as, well, it's known as valley fever, its official name is cacodiodemoniocosis, is an illness caused by fungus found in the soil and dirt in the Central Valley. The fungus thrives in areas of low rainfall, high summer temps, and moderate winter temps. The spores are carried by the wind and dust particles when the desert oil, uh, desert soil is disturbed. If you simply pass through an area with valley fever and breathe in a small number of spores, you can uh, get the infection of the lungs, which has flu-like symptoms. About half of the infections produce no symptoms, but in a few cases, it can spread from the lungs to the brain, bone, skin, or eyes, causing blindness, skin abscesses, lung failure, and occasionally death. Okay, is this new? Uh, no, it's been around for a while, but they're they're concerned because it keeps going up. Uh, wasn't this a Frank Zappa you song? On too? I'm staying out of Central California. Yeah, this That's was right. a Frank Zappa song, Valley Fever. Yeah, What's I think it was a closer valley to L.A. Kern County documented the lion's share of California's cases last year with almost 3,000, up 17 percent from 2017, up 46 percent from 2016. Well, Johnny, that's fantastic. Okay. Uh, I just uh, have a care if you're farming out there or driving through and stopping at uh, Ruth's uh, Ruth Beer Stand. <laughs> and have a look out for Kenny on the, uh, what is it, the potty chair? Naughty chair? Mr. Chair. <laughs> Mr. Chair. All right, Mr. Chair. Hey, if you're looking for something to do, uh, you can certainly go to our uh, podcast that we have saved at garagelogic.com. Maybe you missed one or two. GarageLogic.com. Listen in your car, listen in your home, wherever. And uh, don't forget to check out our website, GarageLogic.com. The features icon, drop down to see Greg Holcomb's latest creations, or you can check out what's on Joe's bookshelf. Don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes, GarageLogic.com. More coming up.